imagine sitting in the park in the heat Stomach empty, starving to eat Palms are sweaty, heart starting to beat About to get beheaded cause you didn't take the mark of the beast Bill Gates doesn't care about black teens He's trying to alter our DNA by giving us vaccines These elite Satanists are the psychoists They preparing our bodies to accept the microchip Can you imagine walking into a Wells Fargo Not being able to withdraw money because you ain't got a barcode your right hand or your forehead if you don't take the mark of the beast you're gonna fall to the floor dead head cut off bodies squirming our own government acting like nazi germans they want us to live in fear filled with uncertainty one world government under one currency i can categorically say that this is end times this virus is breaking us down just like an enzyme there's pedophiles leaving men and women childrenless these politicians are dummies and the devil's a ventriloquist Stemming from Epstein's Island Gavin Newsom ain't your governor He's a tyrant He took away everything That makes us happy and vibrant And put a mask on us To keep us silent Can you imagine sitting in the park in the heat Stomach empty Starving to eat Palms are sweaty Heart starting to beat About to get beheaded Cause you didn't take the mark of the beast Bill Gates doesn't care about black teens He's trying to alter our DNA By giving us vaccines These elite Satanists Are the psychoists to accept the microchip. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Josh and Jason Monday Christian and Conspiracy Podcast Show. I am your host, Josh Monday. If you don't know me, I'm a Christian rapper, devoted husband, father, and army veteran. And uh, my co-host, uh, Jason, will be on um, in probably like 10 minutes. Uh, he's probably wiping the sleep out of his eyes and and, and trying to get ready to go. So uh, no worries on that. Um, but guys, we have a very special guest for you. Um, I found this gentleman uh, through somebody's Instagram story. And uh, he was, I think he was at the Capitol in Texas, I believe. And he was, uh, he was preaching to, uh, and, and, and just uh, it was amazing. And and the crazy thing is, I posted it on my on my Instagram. And one of our listeners, uh, I don't know if he wants me to say his name, but uh, his son, I'll just say that, tells me that's my dad. And I'm like, what? Are you kidding me? What's the what's the chances of that? So I immediately told him that I would like to have him on my show. So can you please uh, ask your dad if that's okay? But uh, we have a very special guest for you guys today. His name is Rusty Thomas. How's it going, sir? I'm pressing on in Jesus' name, Josh. Good to be with you, buddy. <laughs> yes, we are too. But uh, let me give you guys uh, a ways to get a hold of Rusty so that, um, you know, once you guys hear his message, you guys uh, have some. Uh, well, first of all, this is what I have to introduce first is uh, Rusty's book. It's called Biblical Strategies to uh, Abolish Abortion. You guys check that out. Uh, you know, I know on YouTube, uh, they're probably not going to like this episode, but we're going to make it happen anyway. We love it. So, uh, and to, to get a hold of Rusty, it's www.abolishstrategies.com. And then we have, uh, his Facebook is it's Kingdom- abolitionstrategies.com, bro. Abolition, my, my <laughs> abolitionstrategies.com, uh, Kingdom Moments with Rusty Thomas. I knew I'd butcher something. And then, uh, that's his Facebook and also his podcast. And then he has a uh, website, rustythomas.org. All right. How is it going, Rusty? Are you ready for this amazing yes, sir. Uh, battle? Yes, sir. So you you served in the military as well, I see. Yes, sir, I did. Uh, I was a, a 92 whiskey water treatment and also a, a 92 fox. I did uh, fuel. 
So yeah, I, yeah, well, to... I was I was stoned out of my mind when I when I signed up, and so they made me a grunt. Mm. It's <laughs> okay because I'm sixty machine gunner with the hundred first, buddy. <laughs> All right, well, hey, amen to that. Thank you for your service. I appreciate you. Yeah, yes, I sir. I had a plan going in, so I was like, you know what, I want to do. I want to get into water treatment, so I just want to. I'm going to join the military, have them strip me of all my civilian and, and everything. And I needed the discipline, to be honest. Yeah, and, I did too. Uh, and God was like, I'm going to take you and just make you a soldier for me. So yeah, that's, that's what go. ended up happening. And, and uh, I used all that discipline I found out and, and uh, military working out everything just to, for my walk with the Lord. So um, I didn't use anything. God actually used it. He, he did that for me, you know, so it's a blessing. But thank you for your service, Rusty. I appreciate you. Yes, sir. All right. So, all right. So our, our, uh, so, so Rusty is, uh, obviously he's, uh, his, his book is called abolish abortion. So we're going to be talking about abortion today. Uh, it might be a subject that is touchy for some people, but we're not, I just, first off, I just want to tell everybody, I'm not judging the women that do this or, uh, I'm not okay. All I'm doing is just, we're just, we're judging the sin. We want to just, we just want to expose this and let you guys know that the Bible is, is not okay with this at all. So, I, uh, we have several verses to go over. Um, you know, first off, uh, I think one of the best verses to go over would definitely be, um, it's going to be in Psalm, Proverbs or Psalms. There we go. Oh, there we go. It's going to be Proverbs 6, uh, 16 through 19. that says, these things the Lord hates. Yes, seven are an abomination to him. A proud look, a lying tongue. Hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked plans, feet that are swift in running to evil, a false witness who speaks lies, and one who sows discords among brethren, okay? So uh, if you notice, all, all seven of those, he says, are, are an abomination to him. So um, shedding innocent blood, okay? So uh, if you want, Rusty, go ahead and start. I know you probably have Bible verses to back this up. Uh, let everybody know about yourself and how you wrote this book and everything and, and, uh, how you came to, to, to this 30 year ministry that that's amazing. Well, thank you, Josh, for the opportunity. Um, it was similar, I would say to kind of Jeremiah in the sense that Lord, you set me up and I'm set up. Mm. Uh, I was minding my own business. I was, uh, pastoring. I was a traveling evangelist. I did short-term mission trips around the world, you know, starting a family. And um, and what happened is the Lord brought a, a threefold witness that broke my heart, opened my eyes, and birthed me into this battle. The, the first thing he did, uh, Brother Josh, was get a video, an old VHS video called The Massacre of Innocence by Eric Homburg. It's a very powerful, well-done video. The first part, he traces child sacrifice, the shedding of innocent blood biblically, starting with the tribes of Ammon and Moab, mm. and how through the years, through the centuries, this persistent pagan practice, you know, just devastated you know, men, nations, tribes, kindreds, and things of this nature. But it was the second part, Josh, that, like, I I, I tell Eric, you, you, you sort of ruined my life. <laughs> you know, he, it just kind of blew up. Yeah. Boom, you know. <laughs> and so up to that point, I, 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 
I've always been a preacher of righteousness, Josh. I've never Amen. shied away from the burning issues of the day. And I would preach from the pulpit, abortion is murder. The problem, brother, there wasn't a corresponding action to my rhetoric. And so it was somewhat ringing hollow. Uh -huh. and, um, and the Lord kind of convicted me a little bit about that hypocrisy. Because basically he was saying, son, you're saying abortion is murder, but you're not acting like anyone's dying. Wow. And uh, I was deeply convicted by that, Josh. And so going through the second part, you know, when it came to abortion, you know, it was like an issue we argued about, debated. But up to that point, Josh, I had never seen an abortion. Yeah. And when I tell you I was not ready for that, I mean, I'm sitting there. And Eric had Pat Benatar. I don't know if you remember that old rocker yeah. back in the day. Household name, Pat Benatar. Let's go. Yeah, I know. Who yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, she had this song called Hell is for Children. And every time she screeched, Hell is for Children, I'm literally watching on this screen. And I don't mean to be graphic, buddy, but, you know, there were severed limbs and... uh decapitated heads and torsos and, and literally blood everywhere, Josh. And like, again, I'm saying to you, I just, I was not ready for that assault on my senses. My mental faculties just overloaded. It was like a pinball machine tilting. Wow. And uh, I, I did what every self-respecting Christian would do. I turned it off. I, I couldn't take it. But I was so overwhelmed, Josh, that I, I ran to my bedroom and I just lied prostrate before the Lord. And I'm just going to be honest with you, buddy. There were sounds coming out of me like a wounded animal. Yeah. I, I could not for the life of me believe that our nation had sunk to this level of depravity that parents would do this to their own children. And uh, to say I was devastated is an understatement. And uh but it was at that point that God broke my heart. He opened my eyes. And I'm not one of those guys that can fake it, Josh. I, I saw it. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't unsee it. Yeah. And, um, and so that kind of was the first witness that God used to birth me into this battle. The second witness, a week later, was uh, the ministry, the national ministry, Operation Rescue took off. It was uh, 1988 in the fall, Atlanta, Georgia. I'm literally watching Christians worshiping the Lord right at the gates of hell, right at these death camps, praying uh, and interposing, literally putting their bodies between the victim, the preborn child, and those that would harm that child. And they're being hauled away to jail. And I'm looking at this. So the week prior, you know, God's busting me up. The next week, I'm seeing Christians who are living out now what I believe being hauled away to jail. And so mm. I'm like, oh my gosh. Well, that was the second witness. The third witness was a divine appointment. I was at my I was pastoring. I was uh, at the church, the office. There's a knock at the door. Strange guy. Never met him before. He's 
he's asking me, am, am I the pastor of this church? I said, yes, sir, I am. And he goes, well, we got to talk. Wow. I'm like, talk about what? He goes, I just got back from Atlanta. And as soon as he said that, Josh, I'm just telling you, the tears started streaming down my face. I'm going, yes, sir, we got to talk. Mm. What's going on here? What meaneth this? And he sat me down and he shared with me, Josh, that this was the first time in the evangelical church that we are taking responsibility uh, for the doctrine of blood guiltiness, realizing the blood is not just on the hands of the Supreme Court, not just on the hands of ACLU and, and the sodomite groups and the pro-abort groups. You know, we've been pointing our finger out there saying they're guilty, they're wrong. I would never have an abortion. Yeah. But we have to understand as Christians, once our government endorses this sin and crime, we all come under the guilt of blood guiltiness. And uh, so this was the first time, Josh, we pointed the finger in the right direction. And uh, this is where the church repented of its apathy, its indolence, ignoring this incredible injustice that was happening against our pre-born neighbor and actually living out our faith, you know, bringing forth fruit, meat for repentance. And so that was the final witness, brother, that birthed me into this battle. And by God's grace, I'm still here. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not queer. And so people need to get used to it. <laughs> Well, amen. That is, uh, that's astounding, man. I love that. That's, that's amazing. So guys, you guys got to understand too, like, uh, par plant parenthood, you know, when it started, like in, uh, it was Margaret Sanger, I think says she, she started it and, um, she kind of outreach to the black community to start. Like she, she first planted her, her plant parenthood in Harlem and she's a, she's a, uh, Irish woman. Right. So now I don't know this woman. I don't know if she's racist or not, but she seemed like she was a, um, she seemed like she planted a lot of the stuff in the in the black community, right? So, um, and it was more birth control related in the beginning. So I don't know. Some people say that she was like a eugenist for, you know, maybe she was a little bit she racist was. for the black community. Um, if you read Planned Parenthood's website, you're gonna get something different. But uh, you know, so we gotta understand that she started out like that. Um, she was a socialist as well. She was like a left-wing community, all that stuff. Uh, if you're a socialist or left wing, I'm not trying to put you down. Okay. I'm just letting you guys know that, um, you know, so she, she obviously was, and her dad was also an atheist. So she was, she was, she was raised, uh, Catholic in the beginning, Roman Catholic, you know, which, which I'm not Roman Catholic either. So just letting you guys know. So what happened is her dad became an atheist. So, so she didn't, she wasn't brought up in like a Christian home. Okay. So, um, so I'm just letting you guys know that that's, that's how that is. So if you guys want to look into the past of plant parenthood, look into that. She, she seemed like she was a little bit of a racist eugenist. Now she did have these big names, Martin Luther King, some of these people saying, oh, she did a great thing for the community. Okay. Not knowing maybe they were blind to the fact, or maybe they were just planted to say this type of stuff, uh, so that people accept this. But, uh, I just want to let you guys know, dig into plant parenthood and find out. Uh, Bill Gates's dad was also a director of Planned Parenthood. Okay. He was, he was, and, and everybody knows, uh, we're not trusting that gentleman right now. Okay. Just letting you guys know, especially in our community, uh, and Christians, you neither should not, should not, uh, be, be, uh, uh, trusting, uh, Bill Gates right now either with what he's got going. So, all right. So 
All right. So biblically, let's let's get into biblically why hey, you know, Josh. Yes, sir. Can I comment on that? You can talk all you want, please. I, I it's invited. Yeah, it's very, very important. It's not a maybe. She flat out was a eugenicist. She was she there is a racial component to abortion. You had Darwin, okay, uh, which the original title of his book had a racial element. Yes, sir. You know, um, his cousin, Francis Galton, was a eugenicist. Yes. She, um, Margaret Sanger was greatly influenced by Francis Galton. So she would make comments like this, brother, more from the fit and less for the unfit. So in the evolutionary model, the white Aryan race was the supreme race. In fact, her writings were found in Hitler's diary. Okay, so understand an American woman is partially responsible for the German Holocaust. Okay, and so she had this eugenic worldview. Um, and so whites were the superior race and minorities, brother, they were you know, low on the totem pole, and it was fine for them to exist to the point they didn't use up the resources that the rich felt they were entitled to. So she actually viewed some people groups as human weeds, human hmm. weeds. Well, in your garden, if you have weeds, what do we do? Well, Welcome. you root them out. And the threefold way she rooted them out was birth control. In fact, her, her statement on birth control, Josh, was birth control leads to a cleaner race. That's her exact quote. Birth control leads to a cleaner race. The other thing was sterilization. Most people don't know in our history how she was responsible for minority women going into hospitals for certain treatments and against their will were sterilized. Wow, Hundreds, yeah. thousands. Yes, that did happen, yes. Took place, okay? And then, of course, uh, abortion. Eventually, it led to abortion. So through birth control, sterilization, and uh, abortion, that was her threefold plan uh, to lower the influence of minorities in the earth. In other words, buddy, it's not a coincidence that the majority of death camps in America are in minority communities. You're not going to find a Planned Parenthood in a white, affluent, you know, neighborhood. It's not happening. This is not by coincidence. This yes. is the, you know, this is the agenda. And she has been extremely successful in her agenda. And uh, unfortunately, a lot of our black brothers and sisters are still ignorant to this plan to annihilate them. In other words, they understand that there was a racism that led to slavery. They understand there was a racism that led to discrimination but they're not understanding there is a racism that's actually being implemented to destroy their race. And what Planned Parenthood does is they seduce black ministers and black churches to be their face 
to bring that wicked agenda into their community. And they give them, you know, trinkets and accolades and all kinds of different things uh, to use them to seduce the people to implement this wicked agenda against them. To accept this. Yeah. And um, obviously we see, uh, like I said, Martin Luther King Jr. was like, hey, hey, she did great things for the black community. So you see that you're going to see these big faces in history, you know, because that's that's obviously planned. And like you said, the the elite, and it's Satan's plan. Uh, honestly, it's Satan's plan because uh, we, we could go all the way back, like you were talking about in, uh, you know, with Moloch, where they were putting the babies on the burner with the hands like this, and everybody's like, "That is disgusting! I can't believe anybody would ever do that." But when you look at a, an abortion video like Rusty was talking about, we're doing it like right now. Um, we also have people. Uh, it's kind of interesting because uh, some people uh, right now will um as far as like in government or um you know there's there's people that actually will um hold on they actually oh man i had i had a couple notes here i wanted to go over um there's people that that i'm seeing that are posting uh they'll be posting stuff about like children dying in palestine or dying in wars or innocent shed or innocent blood being shed but then, then they, you know, but then, but then they support abortion. I'm seeing people that are against capital punishment for death row inmates, but then they're supporting abortion. Okay, so they're fighting for these death row inmates to get off a of death row, saying that there's some innocent and some are guilty. You know, and they're they're trying to stop people from dying, but then they support abortion. I'm seeing people that are fighting for women's rights, that are like fighting for it. You need that you have a right to choose. We're fighting for women's rights. But there's women that are in the womb that they're ignoring totally. And, uh, you know, and, and but they're supporting abortion. Um, I'm seeing governments calling murder of a pregnant woman a double murder. But then the uh, but it, but they also, you know, they, they still support abortion. So, you know, uh, the Bible says in Isaiah 520, woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light. And for light, uh, for darkness, who who bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. We're seeing that. And this is just the upside down clown world right now. You could tell by everything I was saying right there, you know, so. Absolutely, Josh. The uh, thing we have to understand, buddy, you know, we're still human, which means we're susceptible to the ancient evils. Um, it, it astonishes me when you look at our society today with all our advancement in technology and in science, and yet we're still prone to the seduction of the ancient evils, you know, the altars of Moloch, the altars of Baal, you know, the altars of Ashtoreth, you know, all those ancient evils in the Old Testament are still with us. Now, we got state-of-the-art buildings and equipment, okay? Like if you walk into an abortion mill, into a death camp, you're going to have smiling faces with a wolf behind that smile ready to devour. You're going to have pretty pictures on the wall. You're going to hear elevator music, okay? But behind all that, brother, is literally the altars of Moloch. And what what was the the, the lying promise of Moloch to the children of Israel and the pagan nations that surrounded them. The lie was this, give your child to me and all is gonna be well with you. 
And you can hear it, Josh, like when these young ladies find out they're pregnant through fornication and adultery, you know, people are coming to them saying, you can't mm -hmm. afford this baby. Think about your career. You know, think about your college. You know, think about stretch marks. Give the child to Moloch and all is going to be well with you. And another thing that people need to understand when it comes to these altars of Moloch and Baal, it is literally hell on earth. In other words, we know there's an eternal abode called hell. Yes. And every person that rejects the kind offer and pardon of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is going to wind up in that eternal prison. But what most Christians do not understand, there is literally hell on this earth. And Jesus in the Old Testament points to the altars of Moloch. That was Gehenna, Sheol. That was yeah. a, these were other terms for hell. Mm. And the thing that we must understand as Christians, one of God's major promises that we have somehow, I don't know, discarded, he said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And because we've ignored this promise of the Lord and we've not engaged as we should, the gates of hell are now prevailing against us in corrupting and destroying our nation. And man, Jason, uh, good morning. Thanks for coming on. Sorry, this is Rusty. No, 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 no. No, no, no. <laughs> so, uh, uh, okay, so here's this is near and dear to me because listen, guys, okay. Uh, first of all, me and my wife, when we were together, um, she had a miscarriage, right? So a miscarriage destroyed her uh, emotions, right? So she had the baby in her womb. She has a miscarriage. So then we prayed and we prayed, you know, uh, and, and they told my wife that she has, to, she doesn't have enough eggs in her womb now to have babies. So we, we prayed for our daughter for like two and a half years. And honestly, guys, back when I was a kid and, and, and a teenager, I was so scared because I was a promiscuous kid, like about having maybe having sexual relationship with one woman, like, man, I'm going to get her pregnant. I didn't, it was, it used to be so, I just think it was so easy, but we tried and tried to try for two and a half years. We prayed and prayed and prayed like, like Sarah prayed uh, with Abraham or Rebecca prayed with, uh, with, with Isaac. Uh, we prayed or Hannah, we were praying literally. Like I even, I even have a, a Bible quote of Hannah on, on, on our, on her door. And, and also my third daughter, when she was born, she actually got put in the NICU for three weeks. Mm. All right. And, and we prayed and prayed and prayed. She had a breathing machine to, for her to be alive. So what, what you guys don't understand is this. It's a precious, precious thing to have a baby in the womb and for God to, uh, you know, let it be nurtured and for the, for the baby to be born. So, um, and, uh, it's, it's just, it's really, uh, it's, it's a beautiful thing. And we got to understand to appreciate that because there's some people that can't have kids. They're, they're spending 25 to $30,000 just to have a baby, one baby. And people are going to Planned Parenthood and just killing these mir miracles, you know? And uh, I think you mentioned uh, Jeremiah uh, in the beginning there, right? So it's uh, first Jeremiah verses four through five. Um, this is what uh, Rusty was referring to. It says, then the word of the Lord came to me saying, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you before you were born. I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet for the nations. Okay. So 
he says before I formed you in the womb there. Okay. That's that's this is the Lord saying this. Okay. This is God saying this. So who forms you when you're in the womb? It says that God formed you in the womb. Okay. I don't take this as, as, as lightly, um, upon conception, when you, when, as soon as you can conception happens, your whole genetic code is already established. It's there. God forms you in the womb. Okay. This is amazing stuff. So when you go and have an abortion, you are murdering innocent blood and you are also murdering something that God formed in the womb. This is no, no time to play here. Okay. And, and, uh, God does not play around. Okay. So there's also another one I, I saw in Galatians one verses 15 through 16. It says, um, but when I please God who separated me from my mother's womb and called me through his grace. So he's basically saying that God has something to do with when you're being born, he separates you from your mother's womb. So when you're born, God is, is helping you. So uh, first Josh, of all, Josh, can I, can I run? Can I go off something with, the, with what you're speaking about with with the baby in the womb? And please, I would like to. I would like to, uh, Josh. I, I I agree with you on that. This this is a, this is a pressing issue, and <clears throat> to 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 go off of that, that that you are a as soon as conception happens, you you are this, this, uh, something something happens. So in Luke, um, in Luke. Uh, 41, it says, and it came to pass that when uh, Elizabeth heard the, salut the, the salutation of Mary, the baby leaped in her womb with joy. So John is experiencing joy in the womb. So, so already he's, you, he's, there's life in there. So if you go, if you think that you're, 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 you're taking a, uh, uh, some just a just a just a it's it's not a it's not a germ it's not a it's not a virus out of your body you're not ripping something that has no feeling like he has he has he 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 could feel joy that means he could feel fear he could feel pain he could feel suffering so when you go in there and enter that and enter something and and take and you're playing God right now that baby it's a it's a baby right when you can see it, it is a life when you conceive and then when you're doing something like that you are trying to change the course of of what god is 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 already putting into motion like Ordained. it doesn't matter there's a there's a reason for that child to be born even i'm not i'm not saying that 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 when you know it's it's hard for a woman to go through being raped or if it's hard it's stuff like that is hard but you don't cancel out a wrong with a wrong. You don't two yeah. negatives don't make a right. And who knows that baby could grow up and be and, and be the next Martin Luther King. Could be the next, you know, could, could be the next. Could, 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 it's not going to be the next Jesus, but yeah. it, it could be a very it could be a very important thing that that baby be born. Give it right. up for adoption if you can't if yeah. you can't take care of it. Well, I think these religions and these 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 cults and these things that were going on back then didn't move on as Christianity did and as 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 Catholicism did or any any other type of 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 of, uh, of, of Jesus ba based faith moved on. You're crazy. Well, brothers, if you if you don't mind, I'd like to jump in and um, 
kind of share on this topic because it's critically important. You know, most people, even including Christians, do not have a biblical worldview when it comes to the doctrine of God or man or even civil government, the role of civil government. But the main issue here is man is made in the image of God. Amen. Um, that's that's key component here. So there's a sacredness that God establishes in humanity. He puts his stamp, his image upon every human being that's conceived in this world. And that's the huge violation. That's why one of God's commandments is thou shall not murder. And if you would recall the first mention of civil government in the Bible is after the flood. If you remember the precondition mentality of mankind before the flood was we were thinking evil continually. Yeah. We were a very violent and a perverse race. And it was so bad, it grieved the heart of God that he even made us. I mm -hmm. mean, we were in a deplorable situation as far as humanity is concerned. And so that's when God decides a great reset. We're starting over with Noah and his family. Well, once Noah lands, God addresses Noah. And this is what he says, and this is critically important. He said, if man sheds blood, speaking of the criminal, mm. by man, speaking of civil government, his blood shall be shed. Why? Because man is made in the image of God. Most Christians, most pastors do not have a biblical worldview when it comes to civil government. Because abortion is not just a of it is a crime to be penalized by law and so when you look at like romans chapter 13 what is the call of civil government it's it's a ministry of justice god says that's my deacon that's my minister and what is this this deacon supposed to do punish the evildoer and protect those who are good in god's sight well, with Roe versus Wade, with the legalization of abortion, what happened to the sword of civil government? It's now being used to protect those who murder these little image bearers, and they will penalize anybody who seeks to interpose and save their life. And so we got to understand, yes, we're living in a time where good has become evil, evil has become good, evil has been codified into law. There's huge corruption coming out of our civil government, imposing and sanctioning something God said you don't do. You don't do, because once you do it, and the civil government does not properly deal with it according to their duty, then we're all going to feel and all going to experience God's just judgment that comes upon us all. And that's what we're seeing right now. We're yeah. seeing our liberties, our freedoms being taken from us. John Calvin said, when, when God's people sin in the magnitude that we have sinned, we get turned over to weak, inept, wicked rulers. Mm. We will be subject to tyranny and we'll have to live by laws that we can't live by. And that's what we're experiencing right now.
we have to understand when you shed blood, the Bible says you're nurturing the demonic realm. And it says this angers God. Well, what does the anger of God look like in the real world? Listen, those that hate you are going to rule over you. Mm. Those that hate you are going to rule over you. What's coming out of Washington, D.C. right now? What's coming out of that beast? What are they implementing? What, what kind of hell are they unleashing upon the citizens of the United States of America? This is directly connected to child sacrifice, the shedding of innocent blood. So we want a future hope and a freedom. If we want to secure liberty for our children, we have to fight to end this. Because it's not just a preborn future that's at stake here. Our future is at stake here. We got to get this right, fellas. We really, really do. And that's why I got that website and that study course program to train the church to view this God's way and fight this battle God's way. Because yes. what we've been doing ain't been working. Yeah. And it understand, working. understand Amen. guys, Amen. now we are under the impression that the people in Washington actually rule us, but there's actually... Uh, principalities and spiritual evil, Ephesians 6, 12, that are actually ruling us. And there's people at way above the people in Washington that are actually ruling America right now. Now, we might all be under the impression that America has been this Protestant nation since the beginning. And they were good back then when they wrote the Declaration of Independence. Those were all Christian men, right? Fighting for God. But what did they put in the middle of Washington, D.C.? It's a it's a phallus of Baal. It's called the Washington Monument. And on the but top what, of that, hold on, it? Jason, what, stop real quick. Hold on, listen to me. On the very top of that Washington Monument, what do you have? You have George Washington with one giant Freemason sign up there, okay? So what you guys got to understand is we might be under the impression that these people have been good ever since, you know, back in the day. And, hey, these people are founding fathers and everybody's these presidents. But keep looking at each president that's been in there. You're going to find Freemason. You're going to find secret societies. You're going to find skull and bones. You're going to find people that are in secret societies in college. So listen, guys, this there's been shedding, shedding of innocent blood that's causing this. But there's there's rulers that are ruling over us that are above the people that are in Washington. Those people are just puppets. But to be honest, and God is probably placing them in like like the Rusty's saying, because of what we've been doing, we are being judged. So, Jason, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, but I was say, but they dropped that that they, they dropped that one thing in the Constitution of freedom of religion. That's I get it. It benefits a lot of things, but it is very broad. Now you can have any type of there. You see these Satanists now opening up. They're not even hiding it. They're opening up abortion clinics to do ritual sacrifices. No. So that so this ain't sacrificing some chickens in a cellar, dude. And I like you, man. You, you are you are you are passionate, brother. I I I I love to 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 just to see you talk right now. I can see you can go up another couple levels, dude. I like that. <laughs> and, and, and 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 we need more men like you out there doing this stuff. And it's hard to bring it up at work. It's hard, even even the word. If you even say it around anybody, it makes them cringe. But I ain't, I don't care. I, I I don't I do not mind speaking my opinion on this, and it's not like you said they like oh it's it's okay you're gonna you're gonna be okay but they don't tell these women you're gonna hear some baby cries 
you're going to hear things that you, your emotions, your life, you're going to be screwed up for the rest of your life. And you don't even know that. And their parents, because their mom probably did an abortion too, or may, maybe, and they condone it. They're, they're, your parents are pressuring you. You know, they're, they're, they're pressures from just saying that you're not even good. You're never going to, you're never going to get a good job. You're just going to be, you know, in, in the kitchen, you having babies your whole life and you're going to be on welfare. You don't know that. No, no. God and provides. Here, and, here's the, and, and here's the thing, guys, you know, again, we got to go back to the scriptures. We got to go back to the Lord. I, I want to call your attention to the time. Remember when the parents were wanting to bring Jesus, Jesus, the kids to bless them. And the apostles were trying to send them away and it actually upset the Lord. Yes. He got angry. Um, and he said, no, allow the children to come to me for such is the kingdom of God. So we got to ask the question as God's people, why birth control? Why sterilization? Why abortion? Now, we know this enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy, but we don't ask the underlying question, why? In other words, what does Satan know that the church either doesn't know now or has forgotten? Again, listen to the words of Jesus. He's given us a clue here about this battle. Allow the children to come to me for such is the kingdom of God. In other words, in God's divine mind, children equals the kingdom. And what is the toll of Satan's demise? It's the spreading and the establishment of the gospel of the kingdom. That's how he's dispossessed in the earth. So you've got to understand for the enemy, this is not personal uh, this is business. And what kind of business is he in? Well, he is a being just like you and me. And self-preservation is a mighty motivation. And he understands this. He either rises up and destroy the seed of man or the gospel of the kingdom as children come to Christ and as they're raised in the fear and the admonition of the Lord, because remember in Malachi, the purpose for marriage is to bring forth a godly seed. We have to understand biblically there is a battle, not just between the Lord and the devil, but between the seed of the yeah. serpent and the seed of the woman. God wants a 15. godly seed in the earth. So why marriage? Well, it's not just for recreation. It's for procreation. Yeah. And, and much of the church herself has forgotten this. I remember one time I preached the message, children, the least favorite blessing of the Christian. And I asked the question, why? Why do we have the same mentality of the world when it comes to marriage, when it comes to family, and when it comes to children? So the same reason why pagans are offing their children is the same reason why why christians are not having them we believe the lie of the enemy they're a burden they're too expensive and so we're, we're not consciously deliberately giving ourselves to the lord because i'm gonna tell you when god birthed me into this battle i was like a typical american christian i thought maybe two kids the most but when god opened my eyes and broke my heart on this battle 
he convicted me. And this is what he kind of convicted me about. He, he, he basically posed the question, how do you expect to defeat this enemy who has come to kill, steal, and destroy when you are marching by the same dictates of Planned Parenthood? You have the same worldview as Planned Parenthood. You have the same mentality when it comes to children. And let me tell you, gentlemen, I had a lot to repent of. And because I did that, God bless me with 13 children. You met one of them, yeah. Josh, my son, <laughs> valiant Christian. Yes. <laughs> and let me tell you, son, yeah, raising 13 kids on the front lines of the battle, it, it did have its challenges. There were blood, sweat, and tears. But I will tell you, gentlemen, the most time where I feel the well-being of the Lord in this crazy world is when I'm sitting around the table with all my children and all my grandchildren. And I'm going to tell you, it's well mm -hmm. worth it. And this is one of the ways that God is going to advance his kingdom to dispossess this evil in the world. So we got to get back to God's program here, guys. Amen. Amen. Wow. Amen. 13 children. Let's go. Now, can you talk about the funding that goes to, that went to them during uh, Planned Banner during during COVID, billions of dollars, billions, billions with a B during a time. And then when, when if, if these women that 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 have these 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 babies at a young age, even if the single family home, if they have a, just a single mom raising this kid, now you got you, you you the devil wins both ways. Now you don't have a man in the home. Now that kid that that child grows up with disadvantages to to just so many disadvantages that, that in life that two parent children or maybe even father raised children don't have the the numbers are are, are horrible and you're give, you would want to give your child a disadvantage right off the bat yeah. by not having a man in the home and the government loves that they love it yeah. they love it because they you are sucking off them the rest of your life you rely on them and the only the only law the only rule is when you do that you can't have a man in the home yeah that yeah. is crazy to me where the way they just break down our nation with 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 taking the family apart and spreading them out. Now Absolutely. TV raises your kids. How could you even fathom killing a, 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 a something that that has been given to you? You know, what if God thought, hey, you know what, you're having this kid now because later in life you won't be able to have kids. Yeah. You know, you're giving this child now because yeah. you won't be you will never have a child again. Or, or maybe later on you have a you know, you have a child that passes away. Or you're gonna want that. It's a gift to you. Don't, I'll tell you what. Do not, do not do not take it lightly. God doesn't give you everything that you can't handle. He gives you he gives you everything you can handle. So a child, if he gives you a child, you can handle it. People will help you. You, yeah, don't, the, need to, you don't need to go that route. What I was gonna say is that okay. So um, the. What happened is the gods even says it like the birds, man, they ain't got a barn where they go and just, they get all these seeds and they put them in a barn and then they, they go and get more seeds and put it in a barn. And then they start eating a little bit of seeds and wait. Now they don't do that every single day. God provides. So, you know, I, I need to take my own advice because my wife keeps telling me, 
you know, we're going to have five kids, you know, and, and I'm, I'm <laughs> honestly, I'm getting like, I'm getting where I'm, I'm, I'm the only one that works in my family. My, my wife takes care of the kids. Thank you, Lord, for let, allowing us to even do that. But, you know, I guess I guess she should be the worried one. She's the one that's going to be taking care of the five kids. I'm at work. So but uh, yeah, so I need to take my own advice. What, what uh, Rusty's saying. And here's what happens, too, that I, that I learned from uh, this, this this pastor named Derek Prince. What he says is when when there's a baby in the womb or maybe a baby that hasn't even been born yet. And if you keep telling your wife, I only want four, I only want four. And then she has the fifth one that there could be a demon that attaches to that baby and makes them feel like they're not wanted, even, even by saying it right now, even though it's in the future. So we got to be careful with doing stuff like that. I think, uh, I don't know if Rusty, you agree with that. Don't yeah, agree with well, that, it's, but it, it's, it's again, buddy, we, 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 we don't really have a biblical worldview when it comes to these issues. Like Psalm 127, you know, when I challenge, particularly men, and I want to make this statement, it's really important because we're talking about orphan children that are being led to the slaughter. God never calls that child in the womb, the motherless, the churchless, or the stateless. He always calls them the fatherless. Yeah. And God is a father to the fatherless. He loves these children. Yes. Amen. And he obviously wants them to be welcome into life and protected by law. Another interesting truth is it's not the sins of the mother. It's not the sins of the church. It's not the sins of the state that are passed to the children, but the sins of the father. And that gives us a clue, gentlemen, on the high and lofty position that God has placed men in when it comes to his kingdom. It's uh, it's an incredible and 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 Jason, you were touching on this, that when a father is missing, there are devastating consequences that come upon both our sons and our daughters, and and so like one of the things that I'm deeply involved in right now is doing men's conferences to challenge men to come back to. The position of responsibility that once again God's authority can work through men and start to repair the damage that has been done you know through the principalities and powers filtering through our government and you got to understand these powers have been at war against Christ against his church and against his family that he is ordained Okay, so we are out of order as a culture, as a society, and we're spinning out of control. And so it's so critically important, brothers, that we get back to God, we get back to the scriptures, okay? We, we get ourselves back into divine order. And, and what I challenge men is that once you come back to your place of responsibility, you are guaranteed God's authority is going to work through you to help the family. Yeah. And of course, here's, here's the equation. You know, um, as the father goes, so goes the family. And as the family goes, so goes your church. And as goes the church, so goes your nation. And so, men, we got to get this right. We really, really do. Um, we and, do. Uh, I agree. 
And we got to make sure. You know, we're raising a generation, gentlemen, that doesn't even know the difference between a boy and a girl anymore. That's how far we have sunk in our depravity uh, as a people. And so, yeah, we got a lot of repenting to do. We got a lot of things that we got to get right, get back to God, get back to the scriptures and start doing life his way. Because our way has been a disaster. Amen. And whatever (laughs) brand of Christianity we've been practicing, it's part of the problem. A huge part of the problem. We got to get right with God. We got to start living life the way he has prescribed in the scriptures. Because so much of the church's practices right now are based on our culture and our government and not the scriptures. Also based on keeping seats, you know, keeping people in those seats. So when you start going yeah. over stuff, and nickels and noses, my friend. If you're if you're on this, if you're on the pulpit and you're over here, like you, you know, God sends you a message, like you need to speak on this, and you start reading what you need to speak on, you're like, oh man, I can't speak on this. You know what I mean? You need to speak on this, no matter Absolutely. what. And us as men, like you were talking about, what does it say? We need to love our wives like Christ loved the church. You expect your wife to just submit to you, submit, submit, submit. The Bible says submit, but you're not even loving her like Christ loved the church. So you need to start by doing that. Also, your job as a man is to be the spiritual leader of the home. Now, if you're over here on Sunday, let's go Cowboys. Let's go. Let's go. Drinking, drinking. Give me beer. Give me beer. Give me beer. On Sundays, oh, let's go. Well, Super Bowl, let's go. Oh, let me kiss the, uh, the uh, Super Bowl trophy. <laughs> Kissing the trophy all the way down this big old idol. And you're over here talking about, you need to love me. You need to submit to me. You need to understand something, okay? The spiritual leader of the home. I'm not saying that you have to bring your kids to church. If you're if you're against church or whatever, some people are like that. I'm just telling you, you need it. Before you can have your wife act, you need to act yourself. You need, to, you need to love your wife like Christ loved the church. That means that when your wife maybe bickers at you, it's like, what does Christ do? He forgives us. You need to be like, you need to be like Christ. You know, so God, man, you have a huge responsibility. Being a spiritual leader is hard. This is what I pray to God for me, Lord. It's not, it's not just that. It's not just that, Josh. You know, the whole nation is against men right now. So, or to time. be, to be, you got to give us a little bit of credit, man. We're we're, we're fighting everything, and we're not even. They, they even use our wives against us, man. Like like they, like to emasculate the nation is all through scripture. If you read the Old Testament, it it says when you take, like like the bill of divorce, stuff like that. When you're making things, laws like that, and and you're you're going against the actual structure of marriage, things start in the home. Just because you don't take your kids to church, like you said, it starts in the home. Churches- Yeah, I just mean at least study at home, yeah. Yeah, in Acts- in, in, in family Acts, altered guys. it was yeah the yeah. home it started in small groups in your home because that's where it spreads better if you have like you said you have 13 kids and you're teaching them and they're all in the same you know just you're all flowing for the same thing it's a you just you're making soldiers right there of, of absolutely Christ, not absolutely. weak-minded Children that are going to be given over to, like you said, given over to the devil, just handing over. This nation is is just handing them over, and we're just, take care of yourself. Like they say, Balenciaga, do uh, do what you want to do, 
because it's okay. You're not going to, there is no, there is no, uh, that's Alistair Crawley, bro. Do yeah, that's what I mean. yeah. yeah. Guys, they spread it out yeah. there and words are, and, and, and you're these things on these, on the Grammys you're watching and the, the movie stars are like, yeah, they're like dancing around. It's satanic rituals, right? on. You might as well just sacrifice a baby on TV right there and just be like, hey, here we go. That's what they're doing. And, and people are like, oh, that's just art. It's just art. Don't worry about it. It's an art. No, it's not. It's not. It's, it's, it's sick, disgusting. And, and it's, it's that's spreading faster. And, and then you have our, our faith is, 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 is being silenced. Our, 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 our love for our God is being shut down. God has been kicked out of schools just imagine if you just brought God back into the schools. Just but hey, let your kids bring a Bible to school. You can't even you can have you can have a satanic club at, at school, but you can't have a Bible club uh, like a Bible club. You can't have kids read. Well, you can't even have that. They will. This is what and well, people think is, like no, nah, that's just because it's they they the they want to separate that. No, it's because they want to kick him out and make sure that he is never even thought of. Now, Satan, Satan has a so plan. Important with God. Relationship is important. Relationship, relationship. And we're just, we're, 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 we're killing this relationship and it's, and it sucks. Here's how Satan's uh, plan works uh, real quick. Uh, so the satanic, what you're talking about, the satanic uh, uh, coming in and saying, we need to have a Bible study. If you guys can't, that that's, that's the whole plan is just uh, shutting down uh, them to be able to have that. Well, if you can allow them, then you need to allow us to be there too. So that's the plan of the satanic church, Jason. So yeah, that's definitely true. But I know Rusty, but back, Rusty back in the Old Testament, women, it was, if you couldn't have a child back then in the Old Testament, women were like, oh, it was the most horrible thing in the world. You were, you, you were looked at as this like garbage. And, and, and you, these women were praying and please, please, I just want one, one child, you know? And now we, we can have, there's science now where you can get, you can have a baby whenever you want. You can have whatever you can have. A, if you want a male, you can pick a male. You you want a female, you probably pick a female. And now you can change your kid's gender when he pops out. That That's, you have, you even have all these choices when you didn't have kids and, you, and you're still just popping them off left and right and just getting rid of them. Like they, like it's a, like it's a, like it's a disease or something. Like you're trying to cure a disease and it's not. It says be fruitful and multiply, not, you know, take birth control and make sure you don't have kids. Yeah. I never, I never, it is, I, I never even heard, I read the whole Bible, almost the whole Bible. I've never or once and say, if you, if you don't want a baby, you know, put a condom on. If you don't want a baby, take this pill or injected this thing into your skin. Well, where, yeah. where, where does it say that? Bible? It and, and say here, that. Here's the thing, guys, is, is we're misdiagnosing the problem. We, we think it's the child in the womb that's the issue. We think oh. the child in the womb is what is wrong with us. And that's the one that has to be exterminated. And because we've abandoned the Lord and we've come up, the, the way America deals with sin is we legalize it. We just legalize it. We don't recognize it as sin. We celebrate it. So obviously repentance is off the table. But the point in the matter is king david tried what we're doing right he he committed adultery with bathsheba and so how is he going to solve this problem well he's going to murder her husband 
and 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 that's going to take care of it, right? Well, no, it didn't take care of it. Um, and God did a legal miracle. He spared his life. He forgave him. Uh, but the point being is America is following that same course and we're not viewing the real issue. The real issue is not that precious baby in the womb that is made in the image of God. The real issue is we are a fornicating, adulterous people who have broken covenant with God, broken our own covenants, and oops, when well, baby is born. So it, it's not the fornication that's wrong. It's not the adultery that's wrong. It's the baby is wrong. And so we're going to get rid of the baby to do what? To enable us in our bloodlust, which is mm -hmm. what we're involved in today. And again, I want to remind people when you sacrifice children, the Bible says you are nurturing the demonic realm. Look at this generation, guys. What, what do you see? What do you see manifesting in this generation? And unfortunately, a lot of Christians were not connecting the dots. And, and the last thing I want to say is, and this is very crucial in what we're talking about, is gentlemen, we have to restore the family altar. A lot of men in the church are turning the raising of their children, the discipling over their children to professionals, youth pastors. Well, God only recognized one youth pastor and he's called dad, mm -hmm. dad. And so we're taking our responsibility as men and, and giving it to the church to do in our stead. It's been a disaster. As men, one of the things that I'm, when I train young men is I really challenge them to think biblically, uh -huh. to think governmentally, to think jurisdictionally. So we hold up all of our challenges as men to the light of scripture and whatever principle God says, that's what we appropriate. That's what we implement in the world. I cannot give the responsibility of raising children to the state in a school or to the church. By the way, governmentally, biblically, there is nowhere in scripture God ordains the state to teach the children. Uh -huh. He has reserved that for family government. Yes. He didn't say honor your teacher and your principal. He said, honor your father and your mother. Children, obey your school teachers. Obey your principals. No, children, obey your parents and the Lord. Uh -huh. So we are sending our own lambs to the slaughter. To, yeah. to wolves in sheep's clothing. And by the way, we're losing 85% of our children in that system. So gentlemen, if you if you buy a ticket to go on an airline and 85% of the time it's crashing and burning, do you buy the ticket? No. Do you go on that airline? And we do it. We do it constantly. Why? Because the church herself is disobeying God. We're, we're giving our children to Romans and then we're shocked when they come home as Romans yep. and not Christians. Yeah.
guys, there's so much we have to correct. There's so much we have to adjust. There's so much we have to repent of. But if we'll do it, if we'll have the humility and courage, we can begin to see this revival and this reformation that is so desperately needed in our day. Yeah, so uh, even the school system, you guys got to understand, is, uh, you know, the Rockefellers basically purchased the educational system. So that's Illuminati, obviously. So, you know, they, they're they they're the ones that that, that implicate this um, rush of no so-called knowledge to these kids. And uh, what I always talk about is, you know, it, it just builds a block wall between them and scripture because everything they're teaching your kids is is all against like you could take genesis put it in a blender then they serve it to the kids you know because genesis is is, is not talking about evolution genesis is not talking about the big bang evolution uh, genesis is not talking about billions and billions of years between you know there's a lot of stuff that and even when the kids go to college it's even worse rusty i mean imagine how many yeah. kids go to college and it separates them from god and it just gets worse and worse and worse and worse and by the time you get your child out of college there's this big block wall between them and scripture and then you have to try to knock at that block wall by the time you knock at that block wall you're probably going to pass away by then they're not even going to pick up the bible so you got to understand what he's talking about is so true. So that's, I mean, there's a lot, a lot of the times we get into, uh, you know, uh, that in our, on our podcast, because I think it's, it's vastly important because all these people are losing track of, of the word of God, you know, what absolute truth is. That's all we have left. The only absolute Absolutely. truth we have as mankind is the Bible. So what are we going to do with this? You know, all scriptures inspired by God. Okay. All scripture, let God be truth. Every man, a liar. There's all these scriptures that are telling you, understand that God is truth. Jesus Christ, the way, the truth, the life. Okay. That's the only truth. So all the truthers out there to listen to this conspiracy. Oh, oh man, I need to go down this rabbit hole, this rabbit hole, this rabbit. You guys understand on your nightstand and sitting there waiting for you to pick it up. It's called the Holy Bible. Okay, that'll guide you through all these conspiracies. That's Absolutely. what this whole show is about. The devil versus God. Genesis 3.15, right? Right there. The seed war, right? Like he's talking about. Now, that gets very interesting because, uh, Rusty, you were talking about the flood, you know, and we've gone over this. Now, there's a seed war. Uh, Satan has a seed. If you look into Genesis 6, when the sons of God went to the daughters of men, the, the fallen angels have a seed. Okay, so... It gets interesting. So that the flood happened because of, of sin, yes. But uh, and like you said, it said all well, thoughts were corrupted and evil. It's and Josh, interesting. Th yes, that sir. leads to the most critical issue of all that as we're discussing it, which is the salvation of men's souls. Yes. Because we are conceived in sin, because we go astray from the womb, uh, because we are born the seed of the serpent covenant breakers, rebels, each man doing what is right in his own eyes, because that's the human condition. Jesus comes along and says, we must, and that's a strong word, we must be born again. So how do we go from being the seed of the serpent to the seed of the woman? Well, it was through that promise in Genesis 3.15. That's the first mention of the gospel. That's the first mention of the Messiah, the champion, the deliverer who would come. And he said yeah. to Abraham and his seed, singular, speaking of Christ, 
Yeah. I'm going to bless all the families of the earth. I'm going to bless all the nations of the earth. And we got to understand what is our purpose as Christians? Well, as Matthew tells us, we have a great commission. All authority in heaven and on earth has been, past tense, given to Jesus Christ. And under the earth. Yeah, and and in, in hell. Yeah, yeah. And in the earth. And Absolutely. in hell. Yes. Okay. And so what does God want to see happen? Disciple the nations. Baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And to make sure the nations keep the commandments that I told you to observe. And lo, I'm with you always. So here's the thing we have to judge, guys. Any nation that commits child sacrifice, the shedding of innocent blood, and parades their sin like Sodom, we have to understand uh, that is not a nation that's being properly discipled under the rule and reign of Jesus Christ. Okay? And so when you look at the government we have, when you look at the culture it has produced, as you look at the state of the family and the state of the church, we must understand to a certain degree that's God's report card on the effectualness of his church when it comes to obeying the, the great commission. And so, again, we got to hold all these things up to the light of scripture. And, um, and that means we got to challenge ourselves. Like, what are we thinking? What are we believing? How are we behaving that's enabling this darkness to savage our nation? And then what can we do to repent, to make things right with God, that now we're a part of the solution instead of enabling the problems? And that is the great challenge set before us right now, gentlemen. Yes. And also, no, no. this. Oh, also, sorry, nice. Jesus also said this, okay? These 12 Jesus sent out and commanded them. This is Matthew 10, 5 like through 10. It says, um, do not go into the way of the Gentiles. Do not enter a city of the Samaritans, uh, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And as you go, preach, saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. He says to heal the sick. Cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, and cast out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. So that's what Jesus says to his disciples. So now, how many of you disciples of God or everybody that's claiming to be disciples of God, including myself, is going out there healing the sick, cleansing the lepers, uh, cl cleansing the lepers, raising the dead, or casting out demons? We forget about all that. What we do yeah. is go out, hey, I'm going to go out, I'm going to spread the gospel. That's what I'm going to do. I'm not, all that other stuff that Jesus talked about, I ain't going to touch all that. So when you're talking about the spiritual world, Jesus is saying, cast out demons. That's just a normal thing for you to do. Is it? But we don't do, we don't get uh, demons, fallen angels, and the devil. I'm going to stay away from that. But but spreading the gospel and, and the grace and everything of God, I'm going to go ahead and concentrate on that. So what happens is these, these churches, and, and no offense to any pastors out there, I know a lot of you guys are doing great things. I don't like to offend you, but we forget about that part, right? And when Rusty's talking about demons and everything, these witches and these warlocks and these sorcerers, and they gain power from innocent blood. So when this Margaret, whatever her name is, sorry, I forgot her name. When she Margaret was doing Sanger. Margaret Sanger, listen, she could be a witch, 
knowing that every time these kids die, she feels like she's getting power. But what they don't understand is that you're not going to, when you're in hell, okay, who rules hell? Oh, Satan does. No, he does not. Listen, I understand this. God rules everything. Yeah, so when you think that you're going to gain power, you're going to be the greatest thing in hell. I'm going to be a commander for the Satan's army. He's a liar. He's a Amen. deceiver. He is lying to you. When you go to hell, it says that the most powerful and, 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 you know, the most powerful on earth will be the least in heaven. So the most powerful person on the earth, and I have the most power, the most money. I am the ruler of this earth will be the least in hell. So you think that you're going to be the greatest thing in hell, the biggest commander for Satan's army, shedding innocent blood, but he is a liar and deceiver. He does not control hell. Okay. He is not. Okay. That's what people need to understand. He gets put in the lake of fire as well. Okay. God has the ultimate power. He is the absolute truth. The most power at anything. Okay. He is the most high, literally. The most high, actually. So yeah. it gets really interesting when people uh, get deceived and 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 uh, it's and satanic ritual abuse, all this different stuff. People think they're gaining power by killing these innocent kids, killing innocent people. Man, it's it's such a lie. But Jason, go ahead. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, you. I, I was just going to say that it, 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 when you read the Bible and you go through it, it's it's there also to show you that this thing has predicted every false religion. Come and see it. It'll tell you. So if you're gonna go through and 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 see, we are a stiff-necked people. We are. It doesn't matter what it is. We don't get the point. And when we don't get the point, and we don't get, and we and God just knows we ain't gonna get the point. He sends judgment, and he will use the most any way possible. It, it, there's mentions of witches, sorcerers. Uh, 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 you know, you know, all this stuff in the old testament, and then a new, so you don't think that, the, the, oh man, there's no such thing as witches, there's no such thing as warlocks. Then why do you dress up like them every Halloween? Why do you, why, why do we have movies about them? Why, these things are real, that these things, conjurers, the, the, the things that want to contact the dead, this is this is real, there is a spiritual world out there, and it's. Very helpful to go th to what does God do? He gives you the answers at the end of the book. Throughout the book. Throughout <laughs> the, the book, book. Yeah. And you could go and you could you could oh, reference yeah. it. You can you can oh man, this is this is what was going on. This is why these people got judged. This, because they were and even I get these questions, they go, okay, in the Bible it says God says to 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 kill every man, woman, and child of the because not because he, he they're the children just they're innocent. It's because the people are so corrupted. After a while, that seed will be corrupted. Those kids, it doesn't matter. There's the corruption will keep going on and on. And God's like, I, you can't have that. You cannot wow. have that. It, it, I'm sorry. It, after a while, you don't get it. I, I slap you a million times. You're not getting it. I, I have shown you my my powers. I have shown you my my grace. I've shown you everything, and you spit in my face after this. You're gonna you're gonna learn. This nation's gonna learn. And what are they gonna do when they start? When, when all this stuff goes down, they're like, nobody told us. No, 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 no. We are telling you. This is all I can do. I can go to every 
uh, protests. I could go and 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 speak and speak and speak and speak and tell you and tell you and tell you. That's my job because I can't. I the thing is I can't just go shoot up a an abortion clinic. I can't just bomb it. That's not that's not what it, that's not right. That's not how you're supposed to do things. But I'm saying like there's this is all I have to do. This is all I can. Get. And God has blessed us with a platform to spread a message. If it reaches ten thousand people, if it reaches a million people, that's awesome. But the message must it has to get across. You're right, Rest. When I see, I saw some of your Instagram stuff. And I, I showed my life. I cried. I was crying, man. And just hit it hard. Like this, the, the passion that hit hard is like, man, you don't get it. You're not, no one here is getting it. And it's like, yeah, that's the people there. Yeah, I left. They probably left there like, oh, man. But five minutes later, went right back to condoning it. The condonement of this stuff is wrong. The action, yeah, that's bad. But the widespread condonement of this, the white, this just, I don't want to deal with it. It's it's as long as I don't have to deal with it here. But what if you have a daughter and then she wants to get an abortion? How are you gonna How are you gonna tackle that issue? How are you gonna talk to this kid? Go ahead, do it. You know, it's, they said it's okay. You know, you know, he said it's okay, but not him. He said it's okay. It's it's fine with him because, like you said, self preservation for him is great. Giving a little, murdering a little being like that is. He celebrates that. If you could you, you, you sacrifice, in, I don't care what you call it. It is, you are, you are doing it and you are doing it to get off the hook. Yeah. One, one of the things guys that when I first got involved in this battle, where I really started to understand how child sacrifice, the shedding of innocent blood nurtures the demonic realm is every time I went to a death camp throughout all the cities and states of America, I, I found uh, this pattern. Almost all the death camps are guarded by those that are involved in the homosexual agenda. They're sodomites, they're lesbians. And, and on a certain level, I'm like, I don't get it. They don't Physically, they're not going to mate. They're not going to reproduce. They're not going to have babies. So practically, like, why, why, why be there? What you know? What's the deal? And I would go up to him and I talk to him seriously. Like, you guys are are living a lifestyle that doesn't produce children. So, what possible interests would you have being here? And see, sometimes the enemies of the Lord know this battle a whole lot better than we do. In other words, they know where they're emboldened. They know where they're empowered. They know where they're enriched. They are, their agenda is being fueled by the bloodshed. It nurtures the demonic realm. And I'm going to tell you, see, one of the problems with the church and the pro-life movement, we've just been pruning this branch. And what God wants is to take the acts of his truth to the root of this bloody idolatrous tree. And once that tree is uprooted, a lot of the other issues that we're struggling with will simply cease because we've gotten to the actual root uh -huh. that is producing all this wicked fruit that is destroying our nation. And so that's one of the reasons why I wrote the book. That's one of the reasons why we got this website. And the study course program, 
to first of all, view it from God's perspective, not ours, and then the biblical strategies that he has given us to not only fight this battle, but to bring forth victory in Jesus' name. And, and the thing that I really want to encourage people, you know, the Bible says, what we sow, we shall surely reap. God is not mocked. And so we have been sowing criminality and violence in the womb. And what are we seeing outside of the womb, right? The Bible says bloodshed touches bloodshed. It breaks out like a plague, okay? And so this is so critically important uh, that we understand this connection. And then, like I said, we need to evaluate that biblically. Where we have fallen short, we need to repent and then bring forth fruit, meat for repentance. And as we do, God's bringing his axe to the root of this bloody idolatrous tree. Then all the other branches that are afflicting us will simply dry up, wither away. And we could see sort of like righteousness and justice restored back into the gates of our land. And that's yeah. so critically important for our children's future. Yes. Amen. And um, you know what? It might not even, I mean, I I, I want to think positive. It might not even happen and it could just be leading right to the end, you know, uh, the end times, which we think, you know, the birth pains are getting stronger guys. So um, I would love I it. I would I love it to, know. I would love the root to, to, to be eliminated. Like Rusty says, and I hope that happens. And I, and I hope that we do have more time left for my kids to grow, you know, and, and to have a life and, and hopefully that's just not in it. But um, I, didn't, I, I didn't know Rusty that, 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 that was going on that, that, you know, homosexuals and the, and, and, and the LBGBQ, whatever that is, they, whatever, whatever. Yeah. Letter, they, they guard the I, death. I, I didn't know that. That's, that's, we have to understand abortion. Uh, Abortion is their bloody sacrament but they of their think, religion. Like you said, the Satanists are actually putting up billboards supporting abortion and they're framing it as a religious right issue. But they say they get it. They get it. We don't get it. Yeah, we don't get it. But a lot of homosexuals say it's it's not a choice. They're born with it. So if it's not a choice and you're born with it, why are you pushing it? Why are you pushing it onto my child? Why are you trying to push and, and, and defend something that has nothing to do with you? You don't have a chip in the you don't have a chip in the game, dude. So you you want to do your D like that's fine, but why are you defending something that you have no? If you don't have a kid, or if you don't have no interest in having a child, and 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 it's it unless you know you, you, like you're gonna adopt and screw that child up too, and 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 mess them up for years, and then it goes down the line, and they are messed up. And, and but why are you saying it's not a choice, but you want to actually push that agenda on somebody else and make you're trying to make more homosexuals. You're trying to make more transgenders. You're trying to produce more. It's like, no, it's, I thought yeah. it was a choice. Oh, I thought he was born this way. This is yeah, what we're actually, yeah, that, that's what we're fighting for right there. A the little baby. Listen, no, we're, we're, we're fighting for these little kids. To, Everybody to listen to me real quick. This is what we're protecting right here. Yeah. Beautiful babies. Yeah. This is my daughter right here. But yeah, hey, baby. I don't mean to put her on the camera. <laughs> yeah. We're protecting kids. The greatest sign kids. of all. <laughs> yes. God is so great. We're going to. Okay. So we're pretty much at the end here. Uh, I think my kids are going to be awake now. So I got to try to keep it down now. <laughs> so, all right. 
So we're pretty much to the end. My kids came out. So Rusty, any last words for our audience before we uh, we we uh, we finish? And I would like to have you back on, obviously, and we'll do some more stuff. So go ahead. Well, just to give a short commentary on what Jason said, we have to understand specifically when it comes to the homosexual agenda, because they can't reproduce, they must of necessity capture this generation. They must seduce our children to convince them of their plight good point and and so that's why they're in our libraries that's why they're in our government that's why they're in our entertainment and that's why they're even uh in our mainline churches they must capture our children in order for their agendas to succeed and this is again just part of the battle you know for the souls of men the lives of our children and the future of our nation and so, you know, I just want to encourage brothers and sisters, again, I'm not a big end time guy. Uh, I'm more of a great commission man. I'm not looking to fly away from responsibility. Yeah, I like that. I'm man. looking like to uh, advance God's kingdom and his salvation in the earth. And I just want you to know, you study redemptive history. Please hear this, guys. So many times God has brought his church from terror to triumph. This is not the church's first rodeo. We have been we we have been through even more dangerous times than we are facing today. Believe me, when you study oh, sure. church history, in some ways we have it a lot better than most Christians what they've endured in in, in church history. And I just want to conclude with this: in, in the book of Isaiah, it talks about darkness covering the earth and gross darkness the people. We're seeing that. But God says to his church, arise, shine, for the light of your glory has come. And so, so many times in God's redemptive history, when things were its worst, where it seemed the darkness, that God highlights his jewel, his church, his people to mm -hmm. shine forth. And for pastors and elders who are listening, listen, our, our people, our nation, we're we're being led astray. This is such an opportunity for the church to step into this darkness and point the way to God's marvelous light that we can preserve a future and hope for that little girl right there that is so precious in the eyes of the Lord. God bless you, Josh and Jason. <laughs> and thank you so much for having me on here today. All right. Listen, guys. Speaker, I can get down with you, dude. Get the book. He's doing this for free and he's, he's just crushing it out there uh, with these awesome, uh, man, it's, it's amazing. So we're going to end this in prayer. We want to thank you, Rusty, for coming on. Thank you, Jason, for waking up early. I know that we, we, we do no, this. Man, I, I, dude, <laughs> I, I apologize, man. I set my alarm today. It just, it just, it's all, it's all, on, man. It's all good. And, uh, like we always do, we're going to end this in prayer. So father God, in the name of Jesus, we appreciate everything you do. Thank you for, for, um, the 30 years that you've, you've had Rusty doing this, fighting for children's rights. Thank you so much for blessing us with children. I mean, 13 kids, that's such a blessing. Jason has three kids. I have uh, three kids. Thank you, Lord, for, for even letting us, letting me be alive for this moment to be able to see my yeah. kids uh, swing on a swing set. Thank you, Lord, for the water that we drink. You know, Thank you so much for the food that we even get to eat. There's people out there starving right now, and we have so much... Uh, nutrients we get to eat during the day here in America. We don't even appreciate God. Thank you so much. And Lord, we know that there is principalities of evil 
They are uh, rulers that are trying to rule over us, Lord, but we don't look to them for answers. We look to you, Lord. You give us the Holy Bible. You give us your absolute truth. You give us the opportunity to be able to even read the Bible. There's other countries out there that can't even read the Bible. Okay, we actually get a chance to read the Bible. and We don't even appreciate it. You give us a chance to even have kids. Some of us don't even appreciate it. Um, we we just want to say that these abortion clinics and and the people out there, the L- LGBT or whoever is doing anything, Lord, you know, please, Lord, just just please forgive us, you know, for yes, even Lord. allowing this to happen. Please forgive our our. Please be there for these these rulers that are that are in in the Congress, Lord. Try to try to somehow just uh, supernaturally, uh, you know, supernaturally just just just. Uh, Help them to convict just them. seek you, Lord, yeah. and convict them. Yes, convict them through your Holy Spirit so that they seek you for counsel instead of seeking demons and doctrines of demons. You know, we, we know what's going on, Lord, in the capital. So we love you, Lord. We appreciate everything you do. Thank you so much, Lord, for everything you do. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you, guys. Uh, please share the podcast. Hold on, baby. Let me <laughs> Thank you. Please share the podcast, Lord. I mean, Lord, sorry. Please share the podcast, guys. <laughs> please subscribe. Please like. And if you guys uh, were here till the end, please leave a comment. And Jason, do you have any last words? I'm sorry. I forgot to ask you. Yeah, please, Lord, share this podcast with everybody. That's a good thing. Yeah, please, Lord. Please. Oh, God. Yeah, Lord. Read this <laughs> word to everybody. And, and if it can change one person's view or mind on it that's right abolish abortion abolish it abolish all these stupid sinful laws that have no room in 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 our in our lives right now because we need to we are we're in the forefront of a war right now and and i'm like you said i liked what you said rusty i'm not here to flee to this flee from responsibility we do have responsibility on this earth to to be men of god and and to be you know teachers uh, to our own children and so that we can have a, a stronger <laughs> nation full of 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 men and women of Amen. salt and light brothers salt yes light. yes sir thank you let's go time. hey we love you guys like i said i appreciate everything you guys do for us and and, and we thank you for um for uh tuning in god bless